0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode six of the podcast. So now that we're talking today's guest is Alex Stone. Alex Stone is a professional photographer based out of Los Angeles and very talented. He is actually the photographer who did all of the photos for this podcast. So now that we're talking, you know, the thing about Alex is that from the time that I met him, I just thought he was a super interesting guy, and there were things that we could talk about that I really felt that I related to him on, whether it be our love of fashion or aesthetics or certain looks, and we talk about that some, and as a photographer, obviously, it's something he's thinking about a lot, so I hope you'll enjoy this conversation. Let's get to it, episode six of So Now That We're Talking with Alex Stone.
1: they were all photographers. Yeah. So it was
0: very logistical. Well, yeah. that's all I'm going to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Very, so I'm ask you about Zeiss 60s <laughs> and <laughs> what, what are your thoughts? Um, well, great, man. Why don't you tell everybody who you are and what you do? Awesome.
1: Uh, my name's Alex Stone. I the am Alex Stone. the Alex Stone. <laughs> <laughs> I am a fashion lifestyle, and commercial photographer in Los Angeles, and I've been out here for 12 years, originally from Las Vegas, but yeah, the whole time I've been out here, just been doing photography.
0: Nice, man. Do you remember, uh, like, the first thing, have you always had a visual eye when you were a kid? Do you remember seeing things and being very specific, like, oh, I like that, I don't like that?
1: I remember wanting a camera when I was, like, 10, and my dad... Being like, no, you don't need a camera. And then (laughs) when I was about 14 or 15, my mom bought a digital camera and I borrowed it to start taking photos of my car. Oh. Yeah, of my car at the time. And then I was in a car club and everybody else was like, oh, why don't you take pictures of my car? And I was like, okay, I'll I'll do that. And then people were like, oh, I'll I'll pay you to take pictures of my car. So then it just kind of like snowballed into (laughs) So then I was taking pictures of cars for about, I don't know, four or five years
0: Damn, in Vegas?
1: In Vegas, and then I moved out here, and then I started taking pictures of cars out here, and then I was like, I really don't want to take pictures of cars yeah. for the rest of my life. <laughs> so I was like, I want to take pictures of the models and fashion. Yeah,
0: and Models lifestyle. look a lot better in bikinis than cars do. They do, just, they
1: just, do. <laughs> <laughs> However, a car will never talk back.
0: That's true. That's, there you that's, yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah, point. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's very good <laughs> <laughs> the uh, do you, do you remember why you wanted to get a camera when you were a kid, or you just remembered mm-hmm. a camera? Did you see someone with a camera? Wh- I think I just saw.
1: I just knew how fun capturing something could be. I had video cameras. That was the thing. Yeah, like when I was a kid, I had a lot of video cameras, um, but I never, I never had a picture camera. I don't know what the difference would have been. Yeah, I guess nothing, nothing really. I just I think it was from taking photos with cars that I was like, I think I understand light now, and I definitely understood Photoshop. So I was like, oh, it would just make more sense to start taking pictures of people and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is there something that you think that people who are just taking photos who are not professional photographers always do, that you just go, dude, it's so simple. If you just didn't do that, (laughs) it could be
1: so much better. It's weird. I think composition... Is really important and I feel like a lot of people don't know what that even is sometimes Um, and that sucks. Yeah, but I don't think so. No, I think I think people who take too many photos, especially on like a phone, it's really weird. Yeah. Like, I think... uh, It's like an
0: ego thing or...
1: Not an ego thing. It's just like, when are you ever going to go back and look at that photo, you know? Yeah. And it's just, when you're taking too many photos, sometimes I'm like, it's taking away from the experience that you're there. If I go on a trip, somebody says, oh, I bet you got awesome photos on that trip. And I go, oh, I didn't even like take my camera, (laughs) you know? It's just like, more than anything, I would take my my film camera because it makes photos... Film makes photos a lot more important because you have thirty six clicks in a, yeah. in a in a roll, so you're like, I'm going to make each one kind of count. Like yeah. right before you press the button, you're like, Is this a good photo? <laughs> and then you take the photo. But when it's on a phone, it's like, Cool, I can take ten thousand of the same exact photo. If I yeah,
0: want. that kind of reminds me of I was reading this philosophy book, and the guy was who wrote it was basically talking about how sometimes the most meaningful thing you can do for your life is to institute more structure. Like, people are afraid of structure, but, like, the more you structureize quote-unquote, your life or, like, put things in your schedule even, mm-hmm. like, the more efficient you are, kind of. And it's kind oh. of like when you put limitations on, you know, the photos and you say, oh, you have 36.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, need, they matter a lot yeah. more.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No,
1: for sure. And, I mean, I'm definitely even outside of photography, that structure thing is extremely important. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I've implemented structure into my life and schedule over the you know past 10 years and it's really made things awesome.
0: Yeah. How, I, how did, have you done that?
1: Um, I mean, just goals like you have, you have daily goals, you have monthly goals, you have yearly goals. Um, yeah. and I think that's really important. Um, but, yeah, just as much as like having a very well-kept calendar when you have multiple things going on in a day is I, I was just talking to a client about it. It's just it's so important. yeah, you know, it's like it's like clean your room in the morning and
0: clean up your your calendar and make sure you're you're ready to go. Yeah, were you yeah. not always like that though, and uh, was there something that made you start that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think having more going on. You know, it makes you, it pushes you. It's either either your shit's going to be all over the place or you're going to put it in order.
0: Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. When you get out here then, do you come out here with structure and with a plan or do you just oh, say, no. oh, I'm going to come to L.A.? And oh, we'll d- oh, no, no,
1: out? no. That was, yeah, no, I guess <laughs> not. No, I can't. I was young. I was 21. Uh, and it was just like, it was... I didn't know what the heck I was going to do. I ended up working at a warehouse for this company that my buddy worked for. And then I knew they had a photo studio. So I was like, oh, great. I want to eventually get to the photo studio. So Mm -hmm. I uh, just kind of worked my way up, you know, kept telling, like started as a, as a retoucher. Like I was just Uh retouching photos. And then I started uh, shooting and then I became photography manager. And then I was there for eight years and I was like flying to New York and flying to Houston and setting up photo studios and and I realized that I wanted more for myself when it comes to photography yeah when you're working for a company you're, you're essentially just that company you know Sure. and I was like meeting um a lot of bigger people in the fashion world and they would look at me not as me but as the company and I yeah. didn't want
0: that yeah what do you think felt most offensive about that idea to you
1: I don't think it was offensive. I mean, it was great. If I had if I had a company and I had photographers under me, I would yeah. want the people. Yeah, no, I don't think it was anything like that. It was just like,
0: I guess. What I do you kn- not like about that as much? You know, I
1: think I knew how 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 much more successful you could become if you did it for yourself uh-huh. as opposed to for somebody else. Yeah, I mean, that could be with anything really. Sure, so it's just like I realized that. Holy crap. And I had friends telling me it's just like, if you go freelance, things are going to be much better for you. Yeah. And uh, especially when you have like a really strong work ethic to begin with and your boss is telling you that and like the owner of the company is telling you that and everyone around you is telling you that and you're not just being there because you're stuck. Sure. You know, it's definitely you can out, you know, outgrow that. And it was by far the best thing I ever did. And I did that like three years ago
0: when I left that company. When you first do that, is there an element of, Fear to that, or at that point, you have so many contacts that you're like, This is gonna work out. Uh, there was definitely a
1: huge fear of leaving a salary job that you've been getting paid more and more and more for the past eight years, and you're yeah. just, you know, you kind of feel like you're throwing all those eight years away. But yeah, it was, yeah, it was scary. It was really, really, really scary. But knowing that I did have, you know, I had already built up a clientele on the side, and knowing yeah. that. that could keep me at least afloat if everything goes to shit, Mm -hmm. um, was really cool. And yeah, it was, it was literally a year later maybe that, uh, that, you know, I was doing all right. And then the year after that, it was insane. It was just Mm -hmm. like what I made at my old job working nine to five, 40 hours a week, I made in in five months being freelance and I was just like holy shit I was like this is wow I, why didn't I do this yeah, th- yeah three yeah. years ago four years <laughs> like it? no it's it's just like when you have the work ethic and you have goals and you you know the route that you want to take it's it's easy to like chip away at it if that makes sense you know you just yeah. kind of do the first thing and then you do the next thing and and I'm nowhere near where I want to be like I, yeah. I know exactly you know who I aspire to be what moves I have to make to get yeah. there and it's just a matter of like chipping away
0: who do you aspire to
1: pay? Uh, I mean, just uh, there are really successful commercial photographers out there that you know, even outside of like the celebrity game, that just dabble in in fashion, that dabble in um, in commercial, um, in celebrity. Sometimes it doesn't even matter. It's just like they're yeah. just that big that, that they can do that. And there are a lot of photographers that have lived. That and tomorrow there needs to be one to take their place, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's just like.
0: Especially when that hitman he hired finally gets yeah. to <laughs> their house. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, just like the Annie Leibovitz of the world, the yeah, Terry of Richardsons course. of the world, um, somebody has to kind of take their place. Yeah. But uh, the thing is that there are a lot of insanely successful photographers out in the world that nobody knows their names. And I mean, that's fine. It's not about, mm-hmm. you know, fame, being famous or anything, no. it's just about creating awesome imagery that lives in the world, and and if you get paid millions of dollars because of it, that's fine.
0: Is there an image that sticks out to you when you think of, like, photography as a whole where you think, oh, wow, that is, like, a perfect image, like a perfect Uh, photo?
1: No. Or is there no such thing? I mean, there might be a perfect photo for a a client that is trying to send out a message. Sure. You know, like American Express could have a perfect image over there, and then Coca-Cola could have their perfect image over here. That's like this is gonna, you know, yeah. sell our brand even more. I don't think there's one that would encompass everything. Because images are like, I don't know, like paintings that they could bring out so many different kinds of I don't know, fear, love, yeah, hate, anything. Yeah. So I don't think there would be like a really there are really nice images out there. Yeah. <laughs> but the, yeah, it's like, yeah, like a painting.
0: Yeah. Is there something about, especially when you're talking about people who dabble in celebrity and taking portraits and stuff. Is there something that makes a portrait really exceptional and good or versus just kind of like a blah, this is a photo of a no, person? No, yeah, no.
1: Let I me mean, lighting, composition, lens choice, uh, anything, at the angle that you take the photo uh-huh. at, there are a million different things that, that change the mood, the style, the vibe, anything, like anything about the photo can change drastically with literally you taking five steps back and zooming in, you getting really close, making it wide, you shutting off one of the three lights that you have on them or just leaving one. Yeah. There's definitely a million different ways to go about that.
0: Is there ever a, at this point, is it so second nature to you when you are in the moment doing, cause photo shoots can move fast, obviously, mm. Is it now down to an instinct to think, oh, yeah, I'll shut off the site? Are there some of it just trial and error? Like that might work. This might work. And you have to just trust yourself to go with it. I think that
1: I work a lot with clients. So I work with a client that has an expectation of where the image is going to ultimately be and live. And I feel like that dictates kind of how I'm going to set it up how I'm going to shoot it, you know, and ultimately when the client's there and they're like, wow, this is exactly what we wanted. You know, that's what makes me really happy Mm -hmm. obviously. And, and, and when it, when it ends up living where it's going to live, if it's going to be on a website, if it's going to be in an, I don't know, in an email blast on a billboard, anywhere, you're just, you see it. And then you're like, wonderful. Like we created this together. And that's, that's, um, you know, what make things, what makes things awesome.
0: Do you think obviously you might be, slightly biased on this, but how much of a great photo is a model versus photographer? Is there a percentage breakdown or does it just depend? I
1: think, I think a good photographer can take a good photo of a bad model and a bad model can get a good photo taken of herself. I mm-hmm. think that when they work together, it's a lot easier and better. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are some girls that just aren't models. Obviously, when you run into, I mean, anything, sometimes I have to do like corporate headshots or something for a big company that I'm working with and they're not models, Uh you know, but you have to make them look, you have to ease them into stuff and you have to, you know, get the photo that they need to get for themselves. Um... I, I think it's really important that when you're working on a higher level, you know, of, of photography, if it's a big campaign for a, for a brand and, you know, they're spending literally hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars on a, on a big campaign, you have to <laughs> make sure that the model, you know, they, they already know that the model is going to be good enough because they've seen the models work and stuff. And they know that the photographer is going to be good enough because they've seen the photographer's work. Uh, yeah, I think it's just like working together and, and it's not only the model and photographer. It has to be. Yeah the wardrobe stylist and the makeup artist, you know, if she has terrible makeup, you're never going to get a good photo of her. It would be really tough. But, uh, yeah, it's take, sometimes it takes, you know, a village to just get out one really good photo. You have assistants holding, you know, balances and stuff like that. It's like a movie, you know, it's just like, instead of rolling, you're just taking one photo.
0: Is there anything that will happen on a shoot or, a personality trait of somebody or anything like that, that you just immediately know, Oh, this is going to be a rough day. Um,
1: sometimes, sometimes egos kind of get in the way. Um, which is really weird. You know, it could be a makeup artist who thinks that she's better than everyone on set or something. And she's trying to tell the photographer what to do or, Uh you know, there are a million different, you know, ways that things can go. Uh, I think you're when you're just transparent about it. You know what I learned, what what I found out, not recently, but what I found out through other friends is the lessons and experiences that I learned at my old job over eight years really, really gave me experiences that I would n- almost never get outside of it. So that I tell them stories and I go, oh well, you know, someone was giving me trouble. On set, And I had to explain to them like the dynamics of a shoot and they're like, I would have never thought about that because yeah. I never had to be put in that situation. But for me, I had performance reviews at my old job where my boss would say, you know, I need you to work harder with this client and do this. You know, there was a there's a third person that, you know, told me, you know, you have to it's almost like a therapist or something. You have to work yeah. with this client, make sure that we get, you know, what they need. You tell them who's in charge on the set. And uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of other photographers, at least on my level of like the kind of fashion photography that I do out in LA don't have to do, or when they have to figure out the hard way, I guess. Yeah. And just like know how to do that. Uh, but yeah, it was great. It was, I I learned so much stuff there. Um,
0: what were some of the big lessons you think you took away from that?
1: Uh, lots of how to work with clients, how to work Mm -hmm. with models, how to work with, um, with, with hair how to work with any, how to work with people on set, how to know hierarchy roles on a photo shoot, you know, when a, when a makeup artist is saying too much, when to tell her, you know, thank you for your input, but you, we have to, like, go towards these mood boards and do this, and this is the final product, and it's lit like that. And you mm-hmm. just explain stuff to each person to, for them to know where they kind of stand on it. Um, but, yeah, no, things like that were, were, were incredible. And it, that was pretty much, like, my school. I had never taken a photography class. Yeah. I've never, I, I didn't go to school for it or anything. I just was self-taught. I looked at forums online and I saw a photo I liked and I was like oh how'd you shoot that and Uh I would tell you and then you just go emulate it um or you know you just see a certain style and you're like oh my gosh I I would love to and like a lot of photographers can look at any photo like on a newsstand and and tell you exactly how it was lit you know either like you look at the catch light in their eyes and you're you say oh yeah well they had an octabox over here and this rim light over there was a strip box and that and this and hair light. And you're able to really, you know, and you have to do that when a, when a client comes up and says, we love the way this looks. We, we want to emulate, we want to do ex- like almost exactly what they do, but we won't kind of want to do it our own way. So you're like, oh yeah, I can light it exactly like that.
0: And is that just a matter of trial and error and then kind of like you said researching these things yeah yeah
1: just like yeah. trial error research i mean any any uh i would say i would think that any gaffer or you know person that lights movies would also know because the second yeah. you take a look at it you just you, you know exactly you're like oh there's light there there's light here there's light there yeah they use a giant 12 by 12 or you know or 2020 20, anything there are just so many different things and that's when yeah, I mean, people who work on movies probably can't watch movies the same way again because yeah. they know they know what goes on to make a movie or they're just yeah. like, oh, this is just like 20 people standing around this person having an exorcism. You know, you can't really get into the movie when you know how it's filmed.
0: Yeah. Which is funny. Do you feel that way with photography? Do you feel like you can't appreciate a great oh. photo anymore or not like well, you used fo- to?
1: with photography, I feel like I appreciate great photos because I know how hard it would be to achieve a photo. Uh huh. I'm like, Oh my gosh, how the heck did they do this? You yeah. Know, or how did they do that? Um, obviously there's a lot of like CGI and photography too, where you're just like, Oh, they definitely weren't standing on the edge of a mountain there or something, you know, for, sure. for American express to be holding up a card at the, I don't know, Mount Everest or something. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, it makes you appreciate the really good photos where you say like, this is, that's awesome. Like when I'm driving by an awesome photo of a high end fashion brand on Sunset, I look at it, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's incredible. That's rad. And then half the time I'm already following the creative director or, yeah. or the brand already. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I saw the behind the scenes of that or something. And it's yeah. really cool. That's um, awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's more appreciation. Even like all my photography friends, like I love all their photography and I always, you know, tell them how awesome they are because it's awesome. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. your, your photos are rad. Yeah. And if they're not rad, I'm like, oh, why don't you do that and this or, yeah. you know, help them out.
0: That's awesome, man. I mean, when you are getting started, like what you're saying though, and you are looking at these photos and you say, I want to emulate this, I want to do this. When you're starting out, I assume you wouldn't always have, you know, the budget to be buying some of this more complex equipment. How do you go about getting your hands to even try to experiment?
1: There are, there are really affordable anythings. Oh really? Yeah. You can get like an affordable camera, you, you know, you can get affordable lenses, really affordable lights. Um, and there are ways to go to start where, you would you take a photo and you're like this is awesome if my stuff was slightly better it would be even more awesome yeah um but i mean just to learn basics and stuff i i don't think you need anything expensive you don't even need light you can like shoot natural light just with a bounce or even a poster board you know half the time we're like you're like holding a poster board to bounce light back in or something yeah but yeah i mean after you know after learning so much and you know, accumulating more money to buy more cool stuff, you end up having some of the best stuff and then, yeah. you, you know, or you rent it and you're like, Oh, this is how, this is how good it could be. Yeah. 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 yeah, Which is awesome. <laughs>
0: you know, for sure. When you are, you know, looking at things in general because you're looking at things aesthetically all day long, people obviously who will not know this but I will tell them is like you're very when I think of you I always think of you're very specific about the things you like like Saint Laurent or like you know like your car is so specific like you <laughs> like you have a specific look at things do you think that you gravitate or even Soho house like like the ambiance of Soho house do you think you gravitate toward those nice things because they're nice or do you gravitate toward just wow that's so well put together and my eye appreciates it and therefore I now need that
1: that's really interesting yeah I guess uh I guess that's an interesting observation I would say that you know more higher end, sophisticated companies care a lot more about the way they present themselves to people you know and when they get you know when it's a higher caliber of of anything Mm -hmm. of, of, you know, you go to, you, you go just marketing at the end of the day, you know, when they market to a specific person, uh, that's when you can really appreciate a brand you're like, wow, you're doing it so well. Um, and I mean, obviously, you know, it's just like the other people that like that stuff. Do you want to be known as people, do you want to be lumped into a group with those people? And if the answer is yes, it's like, great. Even more reason for you to love this brand or drive that car or be a part of this club or, you know, and I think that's really important. Obviously if you go to it and you hate everybody there, there's no reason you should be there no matter how much you think it's, you know, cool or, or whatever. Uh, but no, um, yeah, I mean, I've always been into cars. Um, I think, I think walking around and seeing somebody's sense of fashion and being like, Oh, they're, you know, they they're all they have a really cool sense of fashion or, or this or that. I think it's really uh it's really cool. It's like it's 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 like worldly. Like you can go to Paris and see the same thing, or you mm-hmm. go to London and see the same thing. And it's just different. It's about who who you want to be seen with, what you know, what populations you want to be a part mm-hmm. of, type of thing. I think that's really important. Um but at the same time I'm like ironic and I I it shop at Bass Pro Shop, you know, (laughs) and it's just like,
0: it's It's either Saint -Saint Laurent or or Bass Bass Pro Shop. Shop, Yeah.
1: Or no, I mean, I wear my, my, my Saint Laurent jeans and shoes with my Bass Pro Shop.
0: Bass Pro Shop is awesome. (laughs) So is Saint Laurent, but Bass Pro Shop is also awesome.
1: Yeah, Yeah. no, it's, it's fun. It's funny. The irony is, is always there.
0: Yeah. But that's, I feel like that's part of it with, you just, like, as a person, I feel like you like things that are a little tongue-in-cheek. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I could see that. Do you th- think that you became more aware you were talking about, you know, communities? Like, do you want to be a part of this community? And, like, the look maybe bringing you in and then what is kind of built around that look keeping you there, or keeping you engaged? Do you think that your awareness of that Amplified when you got to LA because I feel like that's a very heightened thing in LA. People being aware of like the scene and the crowd that's around them or that they're in, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Um, because Las Vegas is like Phoenix, somewhat where I grew up, it's yeah, not no, it's the identical. same, like no. you know, it's it, there's not really m- as much if there's more in Phoenix now because of just the more money and the more yeah. development, but. There's not that as much as here.
1: it's weird, yeah, I think I think traveling just really opens your eyes when you see different places and the different ways people are in different places. Uh, I mean, for the most part, like Vegas is very one-minded when it comes to when you're in l a you're like in a melting pot, you know you see all different types of 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 communities and you see everything you get to see where you want to kind of place yourself, where you want to live, you know, what pocket of a neighborhood's better than another one for you. You know, I lived on like Melrose for seven years, I think. And it was, it was rad. I loved it. I mean, yeah. I wish I could still live there, but you know, you're, you're definitely surrounded with some of the best of, of everything. Some of the best restaurants, the best bars, um, the best like clothing stores and, and, and all that. Uh, and I think that just, And if that's what you want to be surrounded with, it's great. You know, other people want to live in uh, Pasadena or something, you know, if you have a kid. You know, there are different places for different types of people. And, you know, I I met people. I met, like, girls that hated going to nice restaurants. You know, they're like, this is, like, too bougie or something. Uh. And you just, you know. You're like, oh, that's really weird. Like, why would you think that? <laughs>
0: You're and, like, I, I wish I would have known yeah. this before the date. I would have <laughs> taken you to a fucking McDonald's. Right.
1: <laughs> but no, it's just, it's just funny. It's funny knowing that, you know, different people are, are different. Um, but yeah, being able—I mean, even just being in LA, um, the industries, you know, the music and the 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 movie and the fashion industry run really intertwined Mm -hmm. so when you talk about somewhere like soho house you can like run into people that from these different industries and like chat it up and you you have a lot more in common with those type of people and you would maybe going somewhere else which is really cool and it's it's really nice and you know being able you know this town being what it is where who you know means a lot yeah meeting more people and networking is just literally the best thing that you could do here It's the more people you know and the more friends you have, the better. You know, so many doors open up. And that's definitely happened to me too, yeah.
0: Yeah. Did you feel like a side of you got tapped into that maybe you weren't able to tap growing up in Las Vegas? Did you, like when you were growing up in Vegas, did you feel like a bit of a black sheep there? Or
1: it was Um, just different? I wouldn't say it was different uh it was i don't know actually it was different no i mean i was just still really young uh, i was there for i was actually only there for like eight years because before that i was in phoenix too and i absolutely i, I look back at arizona and <laughs> there's just so little going on there it's so tough but um even vegas yeah the there's hospitality there's mm-hmm. gambling and there's nightlife yeah. and if and real estate and if you can jump into any of those things you know you make a ton of money and it's rad yeah. but i feel like i'd always look up to la and it was even when i moved to la i moved to long beach first and when i lived in long beach i would say well i'm all i'm saying all the i'm spending all the time in la why don't i live in la type of thing yeah and it's always just like where things are happening or starting you know that i think is is really interesting uh i always tell people like i would either live here Paris, London, or New York. Like other than that, yeah. I wouldn't want to live anywhere. I'd have yeah. a house somewhere else, but yeah. I, I would not want to live there because that's where the plate. That's where things happen. That's where things start. That's where things, mm-hmm. you know, flourish. Unless you're like
0: in tech and you're in San <laughs> or something. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, that that definitely makes sense. I feel like a thing about L.A. though, too. That it, and is it what goes along with what you were talking about. Kind of when you see someone's style that you like, and you know, or when you relate to an aesthetic or a vibe going on somewhere in some group. It's also this weird thing where you have a lot of people who are not being true to themselves to try to fit into an aesthetic. And then you have people who just very organically are that aesthetic or vibe or they are their own thing. Uh Do you think from meeting so many different creative people and also again, kind of being, well, not kind of being, you are a photographer, Uh, do you think it helps keep you attuned to who's maybe performing something versus Um, being organically funky or I definitely, yeah, I definitely know what you're saying. Uh, I think
1: it's really important to get to, I think it's really important to get to a place where I'm trying to figure out how I could say this where the people that you surround yourself should be worthy of the time that you're giving them to even be with you, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, like hanging out with someone who's who's a dick or just not a good person, you could spend that time hanging out with somebody else. And if when you know a lot of people, there are a lot of people that are hitting you up and saying, hey, what's going on? Like, what's yeah. going on tonight? You know, so, so surrounding yourself with with people that you enjoy being around is really important. I feel like out here... It's really easy to figure out if people are kind of who they say they are, you know, because if, if it's, you can't, it's just so hard. It's like, oh, so so can you get into this restaurant or can you not, you know, uh-huh. or, you know, they, they lie to you and, and when they lie to you, you're like, oh, are you lying to them about that thing? Are you, you know, there's there's really quick and easy ways to, to tell when someone's, you know, being a con man or or just like lying too much or saying they have a lot of money, but not having a lot of money or uh-huh. anything. Uh, I think that's really important, but I do think it's important to just know that your own time is really valuable. And when you don't have a lot of time, you know, spending time to, with certain people, I think it's, it's really important. And it's important to just surround yourself with people that are worthy of your time. I think it, just, cause it would suck to say like, Holy shit, this was, one of my two nights off this week where, and I spent it with this like idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I'm definitely not yeah. going to spend it with that person again. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think it's really important. And I think that a lot of people should think about that before they pick their friends.
0: What are some of those traits that are really important to you and people that you're hanging out with or when you're picking friends? Are there things that you just think are non-negotiables?
1: Um, I think that dishonesty is, is a thing that should just, you know, you should let people know <laughs> that it's. You're just... like, I'm an asshole and I'm yeah. a liar. So <laughs> no, before no, 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 we no, no, hang no. out, I say you let should know. let if you're catching your friend lying a lot, you yeah. should definitely steer him towards like, hey, maybe maybe you know your life would be a lot easier if you're not lying so much, or mm-hmm. you <laughs> you just like let them know that you know it's just not chill. It's just so much easier to to live life in a really conscientious and honest way where, you know, you get to where you want to go the right way, or, you know, at least in a way that's not hurting other people or where you're not completely falsifying everything about yeah. yourself. You know, that's just not, you know, I feel like those people get fleshed out really quick in this town.
0: Well, and I think too, our culture makes it so easy to lie about who you are these days. I, I went onto a clothing website the other day, and they were offering interest payments, like three payments for a beanie. Yeah, or and they're a like, three payments yeah. of $33 a month. And I'm like, dude, if you what? don't have a money <laughs> for a... If you're putting... In, if you're, like, loaning... <laughs> for a beanie no shade i'm not like some people that. you know you got to pinch sometimes you just can't afford something and that's fine there's no shame in that if you know but it's i think it's way more shameful to own the thing but be paying like be paying 15 dollars interest payments on a beanie than to just not have the beanie the until the you beanie. can properly afford it like, i it mean just, it boggles my fucking mind man when in like in this city like that's all, it's all about enabling. It's like right now with COVID, with cars, every car makers commercial now is no interest for the first oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, three <laughs> years or two <laughs> years, you know, whatever. You don't even have to pay any interest. Just, just get into this car you that you're not going to be able to afford right now. It's we'll a- <laughs> give it to you for free now. We'll screw you later. Like people who have these crazy BMWs or Mercedes and they're just barely like they're cash they're poor. They have a hundred fifty dollars <laughs> in the bank account at the end of every yeah. month because they have an eight hundred dollar car payment. Yeah. This kind of a that's, thing. Uh, and then,
1: that's a thing. It's just unsustainable. Yeah. Like that's you know, it's and that's what I'm saying. It's like they'll be able to do that for six months a year. Yeah. Are they gonna do that for ten years? Not unless they're being successful doing something else. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's I feel like that's like an example of yeah it's you can lie enough to get maybe to this next step or this next one but are you ever going to reach that last goal that you're going for it's like probably not mm-hmm. you know smarter people are going to see that you aren't who you say you are and that's when you know all the sh- fucking the, the card house you know the house of cards falls down yeah uh, and i feel like in i feel like in la that happens you know you get you get you, you know i don't know outed by, mm-hmm. For not being the person that you say you are, yeah. so that's why it's so easy to just be the person that you you know, be a good enough person that you could say you're that good of a person. I think that's rad.
0: Yeah, it's, you know? that's kind of the that main thing of what you look for in uh, someone. You're I keeping would say around. I would I would
1: say honesty. Yeah, absolutely. It's just it's it's so important for sure. Um, just to be just to be. Good. That's I I know a lot of people or at least I meet a lot of models and stuff that tell me stories of really like shitty people that they hang around with. Mm-hmm. And I'm always really confused because I almost never run into shitty people that become that, that either become my friends or try to become my yeah. friends. And I don't know if that's because of me or because of the people that are around me or what, but they're like, yeah, I just like this, like this terrible thing happened and that terrible. And then this shitty person and that, and I just, that I don't run into that just because I don't know if, you know, the second I start seeing red flags, I kind of don't want to hang out with those people anymore and I don't run into those situations, Yeah, but I don't know if it's me or if it's if i'm just lucky i don't know but no i i run into very very few shitty people if that
0: makes sense <laughs> i mean uh, it's that's just, good i just yeah. don't know
1: if it's luck or, or what but i don't I know i think there
0: is something though about the circle you keep yeah you know if you're keeping a good circle the people who they're probably bringing around who you're running into yeah are they're probably, probably good people yeah pretty good people if they're vetting their circle the same way you are exactly and yeah. you'd imagine they would be if they pass your test.
1: Uh, yeah, and then if, you, if, you, if you're hanging is. around with shitty people, they're probably bringing other shitty people
0: around. <laughs> There's nothing, I think, that's a bigger red flag than... Well, like when you're going on dates with somebody or something and you hear about their friends or you meet some of their friends you go, oh, your friends are awful. And you go, <laughs> oh, wait... But you're you're one of the you're these of friends, them. so you're <laughs> clearly there's something you're getting out of this. Yeah. So what part yeah. of you
1: is awful? And then she's just like a dick to the waiter, and you're like, okay, cool, I'm out of yeah, here. Cool.
0: <laughs> you're like, yeah, now now I get it. Yeah, yeah now I get it. Now you, And you, they payments. hop into your BMW that you have a fifteen hundred dollar <laughs> payment. You put on your beanie that you have three more payments of thirty dollars <laughs> left on, and you get out of there. <laughs>
1: no it's definitely true man this this town it's 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 awesome i i love la so much yeah yeah la is awesome what's
0: the perfect la day to you like if you're start to finish waking up to going to bed like what is alex stone's ideal la day
1: dang an la day i don't i mean there's so many things go on a hike i don't know like go go to a bar go to a nice restaurant
0: um what are some 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 of the best bars in your mind? Some of the best restaurants? Um, best? Oh my goodness!
1: I don't know. It, they change so much. So I much. feel like saying one would would date you because yeah. you're like you no. Know, I mean, they are awesome rooftop like you know EP. You yeah. know, an awesome little yeah. rooftop that you can have if you're there during sunset. It's like one of the prettiest yeah. places you can be mm-hmm. for something like that. Or I mean, even like Soho for sunsets, incredible. Either one of the two that they have now rest there's so many there's so many good restaurants out um yeah it's just there's just so much to offer in this city and when if you're active at all i mean i love to snowboard go snowboarding in the winter i do hate the beach but it's pretty and i shoot there a lot for clients yeah but i would never go there on my day off but yeah i mean you can go to the beach if you like the beach
0: <laughs> if you like, the you beach, like the beach. You, can you can go to can go the beach. Beach. You'd be an incredible travel agent. You like food? Or you go to a restaurant. You go to a, you a restaurant. You like coffee? You go to this cafe. <laughs> you like sleep? Uh, I got a hotel. You got yeah. a good hotel. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> uh, no, it's rad. It's just there are very few cities that are as as awesome as LA when it comes to when it comes to all that. When yeah. it comes to yeah.
0: Yeah. There's just, there's literally something for everybody. I always say that like you can take someone to LA and you could give them to three different people and tell each of those three people, just take them around and show them your perfect LA day. And you'd probably get three totally different Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Be it, be it anything. Yeah. When you were moving here initially, obviously, you know, you've you've been in a committed relationship for a long time. Did you find it difficult or easy dating in LA? Was it kind of fun? Because you seem like someone who, maybe I'm wrong, because I didn't know you when you first moved here. But I feel like you took to LA
1: pretty quickly. Now, no, yeah, for sure. And I mean, I was in here a while before I was like making enough like money to even have fun and stuff. But no, it was it was definitely it was it was easy to take to. And then when you had more money, it was really easy to have a lot of fun. And yeah, dating was really fun out here. I mean, you just get to be with kind of your friends and you get to meet all these girls. And, you know, it's. I mean, I think it's. I think it's a really, really dope city to meet all different types of people.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm sure it was a lot of fun when you're dating around in L.A. and you're getting to do a lot of things and see a lot of different types of people. But how do you know when you do get to that point where someone's worth kind of committing to exclusively, per se? Because how long have you and your girlfriend been dating? Uh, Abby and I have been together
1: for about two years. Yeah. But we've known each other for about four.
0: Two, two years is like a decade in L.A. time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, we've lived,
1: and we've lived together for like a, a bit over a year. Um,
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess just meeting... I knew,
1: I knew kind of what I wanted, and I knew what I didn't want. <laughs> so just kind of fleshing out the, the, the girls that I definitely didn't want to have around. What um, were on those do's and don'ts lists? I mean, like goals, ambitions, yeah. k- career, um, personality, beliefs. Uh, those are all things you don't want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but it's just like, you know, you you kind of just you run into somebody that that kind of I don't know, it's like a like when you're a kid and you're putting the triangle in the square you know and it's just uh-huh. not fitting and, and then finally that triangle fits in the triangle uh no it's just it's it's great to be someone that kind of understands you mm-hmm. you understand them you know um she grew up in like a really small town so she, her first time in LA was actually with me which is oh funny. Really? yeah I told her to like roll out and she she was from a really small town, so we, we, we were driving through, like, West Hollywood, and she saw the Rainbow Crosswalk, and she's like, what the heck is that? And I was like, oh, well, now, you know, we're in, like, Boys Town yeah, in yeah. Santa Monica. And Wow. And she's just like,
0: oh, my gosh. And, How, so you knew her four years. So you knew her before she even lived here? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. I knew her before she lived in Vegas because she lived in Vegas for a little bit, too. Uh, yeah, no, we just, like, met out in Vegas one night. I was nice. visiting. She was visiting, and then she... Uh, moved to Vegas for, I want to say, like, a couple years, Uh a year and a half, and then she ended up just moving here. We were, like, talking throughout that time and stuff. But, yeah, I think just, like, finding the right person is great. For a really long time, I was really just not looking for – I was just – I'm really Mm career-oriented, so that was definitely on the back burner was finding any kind of significant other uh, just because I – and and still, I just really – really want to get to certain places in my career and and I know I know I can get there and I, I know what I got to do it's just a matter of you know yeah it's following that roadmap
0: because I always get anxiety at that kind of thing too about how much of yourself do you have to give you know if you have big career goals is it going to distract or detract from you but I mean obviously at some point you decide with Abby that it was worth that or that you oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. That. Is it a is it a money thing when you go out on your own, and you start making better money and you feel like, oh, okay, I'm more comfortable now to do that? Or is it more of a is it driven is it driven by Abby and you just realizing, oh, this is a person I don't want to let get away? Or is it kind of yeah. a mix?
1: Uh it might be a mix of that. Uh yeah, I mean it could be it could it could be a uh, it could be money, it could be comfortability. I just think that. It's really important to, I don't know, I, I'm nowhere near where I want to be. Mm-hmm. So it might be like selfish of me to think like, oh, it's about where I want to be and what I want to do yeah. and stuff. But she, she has things she wants to do at the same time. Sure. Um, and it's just like, you know, trying to make both of them happen. Uh, but really, it's it's like, it's, I don't know, it's just really about being comfortable when she's like, yeah, I, I want that for you too. And then she tells yeah. me what she wants. I'm like, I want that for you too. How can we help each other to do, you know? It's just like a compatibility thing like that. Like, we don't fight a lot at all, if if if, if much, but it's just like we understand each other. And, um, you know, there are really few things that, that bother each of us about each other, I would say, mm-hmm. if any. So it's really cool. It's, you know, when I think about things in my life that I have to think a lot about, that's not one of them. You know, yeah. it's definitely a lot more about... What I got to do to to further myself, you know, that's almost like a, like an autopilot Mm. thing where, you know, we still, we go to dinner all the time. We do everything that couples do and and we, we really care for each other, but you know, it's, I'm not thinking about getting married and having kids next year. Sure. sure. You know, it's like, Oh, I want to be in that big house. (laughs) I want to have those nice cars type of thing before things like that. Or if anything, if it's concurrent, Sure, it can be concurrent, but I still really want to focus on career.
0: Yeah, of course. Is there a way... I had a... And I've mentioned this before, but I had a landlord, senior year of college, who took my roommate and I out and basically said... You know, because you, I was saying the same thing about I don't know if I could be in a committed thing because I'm career-driven. He said, well, well, you know, what you really realize when you meet the right person is that you only have 70% of yourself and that the right person opens up the extra 30. Mm. And I thought I thought it was an interesting idea. I don't know if you find that to be true necessarily or not, but um, that's, I, I thought it was interesting.
1: That's a really cool way of, of thinking about it. Yeah,
0: like the idea of having that person's support or... Or if that person makes you feel like home or or whatever, feel comforted or take the edge off. But yeah. I do have a lot
1: of friends who and 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 like family who they worry almost too much about finding like a girl or the right huh. girl, and they like start putting blinders on where they're not worrying about them furthering themselves as a person or in their career. and yeah. you're just like work on yourself first that'll just literally just come yeah, yeah out of it and i think that that's really important i think it's important for somebody to work on themselves like
0: mm-hmm.
1: in in more ways you know than than just that make you happy i don't know
0: yeah no absolutely i mean you shouldn't be looking for someone to kind of fill in where you aren't very good necessarily yeah. opposed to you actually it's, doing the work
1: yourself it's really weird it's like the harder you go out looking for a girl the more you drive him away and when you don't care about that really at all it's like it's you just have too much of it
0: yeah it's like the second or the second you start actually seriously talking to somebody everyone yeah the, lukewarm <laughs> before start coming out of the woodwork exactly yeah it's always how it it's always how it works
1: yeah i know for sure
0: when you describe that future place future goal I know we've talked about people who you admire who you'd like to have a career like what are some of the things that are making up that perfect or ideal future aside from that obviously you're a successful photographer in your own business you're working for yourself still I'd imagine none of that changes but you know what would be an ideal perfect existence Um, I mean,
1: having just larger jobs in general are obviously, you know, it would be like, um, like an actor starting off doing short films and then they're kind of getting, you know, those, those supporting roles and stuff. And it's like, cool. I mean, this is awesome. This is great. I'm Mm -hmm. getting paid tons of money and getting recognition in here and that. But it's like, I want to be that. You know, Brad Pitt or that, yeah, you know, yeah. that 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 um that star or at least somebody that's really successful in doing that. And I feel like for me, it would definitely just be, you know, those those larger, more prestigious jobs that, you know, are big, that have big crews, that have huge budgets, that You know, it's, it's like a, like a blockbuster movie or something, you know, but, but in a photography, you know, world could be like a a Coca-Cola campaign or Uh something. And, you know, with the, the awesome shoot and the awesome imagery and, and all that, you know, you do get that sense of, wow, I mean, I'm, I'm shooting for, you know, global brands and, and things like that. And I feel like that would be. An awesome, at least, place to be commercially, and I—I mm-hmm. I mean, I love commercial photography. I think it's really interesting. It implements so many different, you know, things. It implements it implements like a lifestyle type shoot and kind of marketing and and all that, and it kind of bundles it all together. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, for me, it would be shooting jobs like that several times a year, and yeah. and, and you know, just creating that art with teams you know just I think that's awesome I think it's great
0: would you have because you mentioned some which I, I'm like that too part of my dream is the material things as well you mentioned you know a bigger house nicer cars like what what kind of house would you like would you want to <laughs> would you want to have like a studio in the house would you uh, want to no, have a, your no. own studio somewhere uh, yeah. else I mean, what, what's yeah. the dream car so, you're driving I mean, around or cars
1: right now I've I live in I live in a studio in a photo studio loft uh and it's rad. It's really large and I can shoot a lot here and I'm paying an obscene amount of I was literally just telling somebody in Las Vegas how much we pay here and and they're like, "Wow, you could literally have a six or seven bedroom house in Vegas for what you <laughs> <Yeah>. pay monthly <laughs> yeah, there."
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh yeah. and it sucks to think about it like that. But yeah, no. Uh I mean, I love this space. Uh it's perfect for what I need. But, yeah, in the future, I mean, like, having, you know, really nice... I It goes along with when you were saying, you're like, yeah, you. I mean, you like Saint Laurent. You like nice cars. You know, you like... It's like, I'd love to have a nice house. Sure. You know, and just several houses i don't know is anything.
0: there like a neighborhood that sticks out to you <laughs> you're like you're like god you're your like,
1: No, i mean the 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 you're like you sun-
0: thing. you've thought about this more than i the have suns-
1: <laughs> the bird streets in the sunset hills have always been the bird have streets always are been amazing. my favorite I, I mean that los Feliz is a is a neighborhood that i've recently been able to go around it's gorgeous yeah. um yeah i mean i'm all i'm more of a of a hills with a city view type person than a, than a Malibu type person. And I get into that discussion a lot with people. I'm like, you couldn't pay me to live on a beach just cause I, I don't, I don't want to stare at an ocean all day. I want to stare at, you know, the city and, and, you know, the, the glimmering lights, you know, of downtown all the way to, to, you know, all the way to uh, Catalina Island or something, you know, and it's, it's rad. Yeah. Yeah. That's I love, awesome. I love, I love the hills. I love the houses in the hills. They're, they're really rad.
0: Yeah. They're fantastic. Or that Doheny Estates. Area, yeah, Doheny, up, yeah, Upright by the Bird Street. Yeah. So far.
1: yeah. Yeah. Those are
0: awesome. All those houses What are cars rad. are in the dream
1: garage? <laughs> I think we talked about this before. I mean, just, get, just slap me with the Rolls Royce and I'll be happy. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Just simple.
0: <laughs> simple I was thing. in
1: Vegas. I told I don't know if I told you, no, but I posted it on my Instagram story. I was in Vegas and there was a guy passed out. Oh, I
0: saw that.
1: did you see that? Yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh. Just yeah. passed out <laughs> in a Rolls-Royce Phantom in Baker at a Shell gas station. I was charging uh, the Tesla and we walked inside and, and I like wow, this is an awesome brand new phantom. Yeah. And I just rolled through and he's like just passed out out sleeping in the driver's seat and we go inside for like 10 minutes and we come out and like still pass out but kind of in a yeah. different position and i'm like man this guy just you know chilling in a in a 450 500 car he's probably he's probably been
0: working so hard working to so pay, hard. pay <laughs> off that <laughs> phantom that he, he he's getting in the extra z's or every yeah at have, every gas station he can keep stop that. up the expense yeah <laughs> And he's only three payments away from keeping the beanie that he was wearing. Right? Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but that was rad. No, I
1: love. I love. uh I See, love I like stars. a wraith
0: or a colon in more than a phantom, though.
1: Uh, no, for sure. For like, me. A Cullinans, uh those things are incredible. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even even a ghost, they're all rad. Yeah. yeah. But no, a phantom's more to be driven in, I think, than yeah. driving. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like oh. driving, though. I like the experience of driving. I have to say,
1: I gr- I grew up street racing, so yeah. I loved. I loved speed and I've I had lots of motorcycles Yeah. and I love absolutely adore speed at now. I just, as an older person, I know how dangerous and <laughs> reckless yeah, it yeah. is. You know, I think I topped out one of my fastest bikes at 188 miles an hour. It was like insane.
0: How do and you even keep on a motorcycle? You're holding on 180 for, for
1: dear life.
0: Yeah, I bet. The man. world is just going by so fucking
1: fast. I think before that, my, you know, most cars are governed at 165, 170. Yeah. So you can go to 170 pretty easy. But, yeah, one 188 on a motorcycle is just kind of silly. And now I just think about it. Like, I used to go ride in Mul- on Mulholland a lot at the Snake, and I would drag my knee and, and everything, and, and it was awesome. I loved it. But then I, like, I thought about it, and I'm just like, wow, one false move of mine, I fly into that guardrail, my arm kind of breaks off, and it's like, cool, I can't work for the next yeah. few months, you know, yeah. or whatever. And I thought about it like that and it scared the shit out of me. I was just like, yeah, I don't want to do this. And I don't have the, I don't have the luxury of being able to lose a string of clients due to like poor judgment on my part.
0: Yeah. It's just risk reward. And of analysis, Things like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think that was really eye opening. Yeah. I like sold my motorcycle. I was just like, once I started getting busy, it's like, cool. Am I going to not work and just go ride my motorcycle? Or am I going to yeah. work and try and achieve my goals and, dreams and aspirations
0: yeah is the and i mean listeners won't know this but you have i have tattoos but you have a lot of tattoos (laughs) Like you're you know almost covered in them but uh does that kind of go along for you in is it a little bit of the thrill or the rush of getting the new tattoo or is it more to the art side of you that you like i hate getting getting tattoos and i love having them i just like i
1: i i don't know how so for for like years i was just like drinking to make the pain go away while i was getting tattooed or or anything and it was just like i hate getting them like they hurt like they suck then i ended up finding that you could like numb it and that helped a little bit but um no i think tattoos were more of I really liked the way that people who were heavily tattooed, how like they didn't look bare, like they looked just like they had Yeah, more, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, Going I back really, to that aesthetic thing. Yeah, and I really. Eyes drawn to yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought it was really cool. And I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, this is rad. And then I, I started getting tattooed. And obviously, there are, you know, um, there are tattoos that at least when I was younger that you would get and you would just not be able to get certain jobs and stuff, you know? Yeah. And they were called, I, I mean, I forgot what they were called, like job ruiners or something. And it was literally like anything on your hands or anything on your neck. Uh-huh. And that would be like a job ruiner where you can do that. So when I figured out what I wanted to do, which is I wanted to be a photographer. And that was around like twenty-one, twenty-two. That's when I started really getting more tattoos. And I remember like, Vividly getting like my hand tattooed in London, and I was like, Okay, well, this is it. (laughs) It's like, I'm gonna get my hand tattooed, and then and then I got my like neck tattooed, and uh, yeah, now it's just like you know, trying to fill in the the lost spaces. I have a little (laughs) bit of my legs and yeah, my butt, well, a little little bit of my stomach,
0: and that
1: that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so once those are gone, that's it. Oh, the side of my head, I really want to do the side of my head. I just don't want to cut my hair. Yeah,
0: damn. That'd be intense. Yeah,
1: it would be rad. Yeah. I really, I'm really excited.
0: Yeah, that'd be really cool. Do you what what's the most meaningful tattoo to you? Do you get tattoos like, like very, always for meaning or is it just I kinda more for the look?
1: Say ninety percent of them are for the look.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh I have a couple. I have like one for my dad. My dad's a voiceover actor and he has uh he's been doing all the voices at Disney for the past like fifteen years. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, in Spanish he does all the rides. Wow. So uh I have, like, a Mickey Mouse holding a microphone. That one's fun. That one's for him. Nice. And he hates tattoos more than anything. So I showed it to him. He's like, oh, okay, great. I'm like,
0: that's you."
1: <laughs> um, no, but uh, I have that. I have, like, a mom tattoo. I uh, have a lot of, like, secular tattoos. Um, a lot of my tattoos tend to run darker. Uh-huh. You know, I have, like, a giant guillotine on my side. Uh-huh. And a burning witch on my back. And it's just, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, just, like, darker things. Yeah. Um... But yeah, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. They don't, a lot of them just don't mean anything. I just like the way they look, you know, or they go to, you know, against norms where you're just like, yeah, that's, I feel like that's silly. So that's why I have this silly yeah. tattoo thinking that the thing that you hold up is so, you know, yeah, so great or anything.
0: How many artists have worked on you? you know? Um,
1: probably under 20. Okay. Yeah. 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 There are ones that do do a big amount of work like yeah. one did one arm one did another arm uh one did my back uh, you know those are really big spaces yeah. uh
0: so you stuck to like one artist for each arm just to keep the style kind of more uniform yeah 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 exactly to keep the style
1: yeah, i wanted it to look uh you know one's traditional one's a little more realism um i tend to the majority of my tattoos are, are, are traditional uh-huh. american traditional so um I love American traditional Uh, and then I have Christopher Walken on my left leg, which (laughs) is very realistic. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't like Christopher Walken? Idiots. That would suck if it came out that he was like the next Bill Cosby. That would would be really bad. What would I do?
0: What do you think people do that have Bill Cosby tattoo? Dude, him? there are people who have Bill Cosby oh, tattoos.
1: No, do they have to like put a little martini with like a little pill in it? I guess they probably have to. Right, you yeah, have Or to.
0: they have to put someone knocked out like <laughs> d de- like on their side. Like, someone just <laughs> like on the side. Laying, it, lay, <laughs> laying well,
1: yeah. yeah. Oh man, that would suck.
0: Holy shit. Hopefully he doesn't uh
1: I mean he wouldn't. He's okay. like he's yeah. Chris Walken, please if if you're
0: listening to this, <laughs> please.
1: You know what I want to do is if I ever run into him in front of Craig's or something, I want uh, I want him to sign under his tattoo, and then I'll just and run to the nearest tattoo. tattoo shop. But but
0: it. you're like, before you sign this, can you promise me you haven't sexually assaulted <laughs> please anybody? Please just me. look on, me in the
1: eye On the record. <laughs> on, on the
0: record. The record. <laughs> please tell me that you didn't sexually assault anybody. Anybody. I beg of you. <laughs> what do you think is the most meaningful thing to you about being on the path you're on of working for yourself and pursuing bigger goals and having a life that you kind of live with ferocious independence? Meaningfulness. Um, I think that just
1: the, the journey, like the trail that you blaze is just so, you know, the people that you meet along the way, the people that get to be around you when you're having the most fun. I think that all of that is really fun. You know, you surround yourself with, with cool friends and, uh, and, and meaningful people. And you have these experiences that you can look back on that. I still look back on with friends that I've had for a long time. And I go, Oh my gosh, remember that one time? And so, you know, I feel yeah. like those experiences are, um, are really rad. And I feel like you know, it's that journey to get there. That's, that's good. You know, it's like, Oh, you're going through all this hopefully to be in a better, better spot tomorrow, Yeah. you know? And, uh, yeah, I would say that that, I mean, when it comes to my job, and if you're saying like create images that are going to last for years, it would be, that would be cool. But when it comes to commercial photography and the kind of stuff I do it, they have pretty short lifespans. Um, but I don't know if you took a photo, like of, a of an actor or something that could stay around. I mean, look at Annie Leibovitz taking that photo of John Lennon the morning that, that he died. You know, that's going to be the the last fucking photo of him. You know, like that's incredible. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't aspire to only shoot celebrities or anything, but, uh, you know, if I shot a celebrity, I wouldn't be upset about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like, yeah, I think making, an impact if if it comes to like, you know, in the future, I would love to have like a photo book,
0: you know, and yeah. then you have like
1: a tangible piece of your art that you can like give to friends or sell or, or anything or just, it just lives in the world now. Yeah. And those are really cool things to to have. And a lot of devil, well, every great photographer that has lived obviously has photo books out there, yeah. which are great. So hopefully like get there one day and, you know, have that tangible piece of thing left behind, which would be cool.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. We always do at the end of these podcasts the ending quiz, so seven questions that oh, are shoot. just questions that you you answer however in your heart you feel Holy like it. Holy crap! crap. Uh, first, what is your go-to drink? Oh, so these type of questions. Fine. Not no no. Well, not all of them. Are oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm like don't pizza get to, <laughs> you're like I oh my like, god, like, finally <laughs> an easy one.
1: <laughs> finally something's um go-to drink uh alcoholic drink yeah oh um i i mean i've ever since i've always liked whiskey but i mean i really like tequila yeah no i mean a go-to drink would be just like a good whiskey like a good you could you can't go wrong with a good whiskey on the rocks or something at a bar or something
0: What's a good whiskey for people who might be, oh, oh. what's
1: a good whiskey? Oh, Alex a good, I, I don't even know what a good, good whiskey would be. I mean, I mean to you, what's hit, a good whiskey? Hit me, oh, just hit me with some Jameson. I can take about yeah. seven of those shots and then I'll, <laughs> and then I'll start feeling drunk.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, that, I mean like. If that's you, the Bass Pro Shop <laughs> side of you, not the Saint Laurent <laughs> side
1: of you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, hit me with it. No, I mean, I could chase a Jameson with the PBR and be completely yeah. content.
0: Yeah. Uh, what is something in life that is overrated? In life?
1: hmm mm Something that's overrated in life. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you went from your favorite drink to that. <laughs> Damn. That's, I, the like, fun so, of,
0: that's the fun of the final s- seven question So quiz. many, so
1: many things, like, skimmed right by, or, like, yeah. I didn't catch it. Uh, just because I'm trying to think about, um overrated in life um school no you no. know you can say school yeah okay. I mean it does it's just silly I just think that if you want to learn something you can learn it you don't need I mean I know, this is, primary education is probably really you learned. heard of kids drop um, out drop <laughs> yeah, out sixth grade yeah <laughs> uh I don't know I <laughs> overrated in life um relationships maybe like like of any kind. Mhm. Friendship family, Hold nobody dear. Just, yeah. Yeah, I mean you did the thing is that you can go through life without one person. Yeah. Anybody can go through life without yeah. any one person. Yeah. That's a really cynical Wait have you had I don't a... know
0: if Everyone would agree With that I was about but... to
1: say Like did you Did Has anybody else Said that in, No Oh, oh like, god indeed,
0: <laughs> no, no one has said that <laughs> Most of the time That's the answer For underrated Which is got the next it, question Got it But no, I you're a say... heartless pig So I... it's a different <laughs> Game No
1: no no There's there's. I mean There are really
0: many. No that was
1: a bad yeah. one too I am I think I'm just Bad at this <laughs> question
0: No I don't think You're bad at the question I think you're just Revealing yourself To be <laughs> a real Bad <laughs> No piece of shit. This isn't on the record. Right? No, oh yeah, no, 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 no. This is this is all staying in. This is what the whole I'm cutting out everything pointy you said. We're just gonna linger on Got it. on <laughs> this this stuff. Um no, I don't know. Uh <laughs> no, you've answered. <laughs> what, yeah, I just uh, keep you, digging. You've it. answered. I'm yeah, like, uh, <laughs> you're like, faith, you're uh, like any. Uh, any uh. Yeah, <laughs> you just pick the things. You're, you're like beating cancer. <laughs> that's overrated. Oh no, oh god. You just start oh, saying better. the worst things. Just okay. Really...
1: <laughs> no. My relationships are really important. School. Yeah, school. yeah, yeah. Just go yeah. With yeah,
0: sure, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> what is something that's underrated? <laughs> You're like murder. Drugs. Murder is fun. Drugs, yeah.
1: drugs, yeah. alcohol. <laughs> uh, underrated. Um, conscientiousness. I think that's. I think that that's really important.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it's underrated. I think you wanting to strive to do your best and do the right thing in every situation in life would be is underrated. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. People should. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What's a simple pleasure that makes you incredibly happy? Uh, in and out, in and out burger. What's the go to? In and out order go
1: to? Just hit me up with a double double protein style. You know, all day,
0: a no bun. Four,
1: maybe a four by four. Yeah. Wow. No bun. I think when I was when I was younger, I d- I crushed an eight by eight because back then they used to with a like, bun or with with the, a, with a bun. Wow. And they used to they used to not hold back because now you can't even order an eight. Uh-huh. By eight yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, I think well, you four can, by fours. Yeah. Four by four yeah.
1: Is I might have like tried a ten by ten, but I didn't get it.
0: Wow, do you do animal style fries? Sometimes, oh, see, so yeah, not if, recently. If yes. I'm gonna go to In and Out, because I'm gonna go more rarely, so that I can always get the animal style fries, as opposed to go. I was about to say all yeah, the time, can't but get not get time. them. No, 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 no. Yeah. That's why I only go like twice a year, but I make <laughs> twice sure. Twice uh, a year, yeah, but I get How the I animal. am I this up once once a week? Oh, it's a legend. Shit. Okay, so I see why you're not getting. I see why you're doing the protein simple style. And simple, yeah. simple pleasure. That's a great one. Uh, What is your biggest regret? Oh, this one's always a fun one, and I've thought about this in the past. Um, Your answer to what is something in life that's overrated? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, That
1: would have been funny. Uh, No, I mean, every single thing that you... Every single thing that you did brought you to the place that you're at. It's tough. I don't... I mean, there's just... I mean, it would be so trivial. Like a big regret would be not hitting on that sixteen over the weekend in Vegas. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. as opposed to the like uh, you know that uh, the, yeah. the speeding ticket that landed me in jail when I was sure eighteen. You know, it's because yeah. it taught me so much. And yeah. it's just like that. The, anything that's really bad in life, if you're happy where you're at now, yeah, you should not regret any of it you know yeah if you're not having if you're in prison right now yeah yeah, yeah. you're like well that would probably be my biggest regret you know (laughs) gosh
0: i wish i wouldn't have stabbed that guy in the aorta yeah yeah, yeah.
1: no i i just think that i'm extremely pleased about where i am in life's journey right now Mm. that i wouldn't have a big regret you know like that i just know that everything i did brought me here
0: that's good. That's a great attitude. If yeah. hitting, if not hitting on something in a gambling bet or something, if that's yeah, that, if yeah. that's the biggest regret in life, I think you're you're doing pretty well. Or question two, yeah, or well, question, or question two. two, yeah, we, we know that, yeah, <laughs> or getting that Bill Cosby tattoo, or getting have, that yeah, that Bill Cosby tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would you like to be remembered for? Um, being.
1: Being a not shitty person, mm-hmm. and then taking some good photos.
0: Yeah, that'd be cool. Good double, good double whammy. Yeah,
1: yeah. Right, like yeah. he. Oh, he was really good at taking photos, and he wasn't a shitty person.
0: Yeah, incredible. That's a good. Uh, that's it'll a fit too on a gravestone. On the, on the gravestone. Yeah, it'll yeah. fit. Yeah, yes. eloquent, <laughs> and it'll just fit right. He took good photos. Not a shitty. person. Not a shitty person. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, Uh What are you? Final question. Oh. What? are you most looking forward to in life moving forward most looking forward to in life
1: moving forward um it would probably be hopefully success
0: mhm i think you're the, already successful for yeah, for, for, the, for the record in the,
1: <laughs> no in the in the way that whatever uh wherever i want to be uh, get and I get there. That would be great. That'd be awesome. Huh? Wait, what was the question? What are
0: you most looking for? Oh to? yeah, right yeah, getting forward, getting, getting where you want to be, getting to where I want to be. Yeah, yeah. I think that that would be great. Well, I'm looking forward to watching it, buddy. And appreciate your time. And I thank you for doing this, man. Absolutely, thank you so much for having yeah. me. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And I hope that you feel really bad about your answer <coughs> for the rest of the night. Number to, two. To number two. <laughs> <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you.